Welcome to Lunacico Coffee Chats. I'm Katie Duquette. And I'm Jules Duquette. We're your host and coffee enthusiast, here to serve up a steaming cup of wisdom. Blended with a dash of cosmic insight and a shot of practical business know-how. Join us on this caffeinated journey as we dive deep into the world of soul-led entrepreneurship. Where we explore the mystical and the mundane, the esoteric and the actionable. Because we believe that success isn't just about strategy. It's about aligning with your soul's purpose and harnessing the magic of the universe. Get ready for a brew of law of attraction business tips, tapping for success, astrology for entrepreneurs, and a whole latte more. (laughs) Grab Grab your your favorite favorite brew, cozy up, and and let's let's chat chat over coffee. This is episode two of Luna Seco Coffee Chats. We are going to go into tapping EFT basics, how we got into it, and where LunaTap kind of got started. And that's what we're doing today. Sounds good. Is that okay with you? I think it is. All right, we're on the same page. Quite literally, we're on the same page. Because <laughs> <laughs> we have notes in front of us. Okay. <laughs> so really quickly, I'm just going to do kind of a speed run of traditional TFT and EFT really quickly because that is what our background is we've been eft tft like official masters i think for five or six years around there maybe a little bit longer than that actually quite a while but like certified at least a minimum of six years and we've been using eft and tft in our lives probably for 15 yeah 15 or 16 Uh, yeah more like 16 Yeah. So 16 plus. And I don't remember exactly how I found EFT other than the fact that I've just always, I was working in a bookstore at the time and I was kind of an expert. We all had like our areas of expertise and the metaphysics and like energy healing area was just like my jam. I think we definitely had already gotten into Reiki and things like that. And a natural progression of that was getting into meridian therapy, which Mm -hmm. EFT and TFT is based on meridian therapy, which is also the basis of things like acupuncture, acupressure. It's based on Chinese medicine. And one way or the other, I I saw and found EFT. And I think our first book on EFT was EFT for eyesight. It was. It was was Carol Look. Is that what her name is? Carol Look. Carol Look who is an EFT master that was actually living in the same town area of Idaho as we were at the time. She had, I think those were self-published books that happened. She got into Hastings, which has also gone by the wayside now. Hastings is no more. But those were the, that was the first book that we really worked on. And I was wearing glasses at the time. I had been working as a graphic designer at a newspaper and my eyesight went to garbage. I think mostly with the stress, really. It does at the newspaper. Mine got so bad, as you yeah. know. Yeah. So I was wearing a pretty light prescription. It wasn't massive, but right. I needed it for distance, for things like driving and that kind of thing. And and you were wearing practically, you know, Coke bottle glasses. I was wearing progressives and they were Coke bottle. Yeah. And I was shocked when I went in and the, the doctor 
actually said to me, do you realize if you go one more prescription higher that we will be putting you under legally blind? Yeah. That was a shocker. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, okay, I got to do something. And you were the one that found um, Carol Luck's book, which was on how to improve your eyesight with EFT. Which sounds like really crazy if you know anything about EFT, which stands, by the way, for Emotional Freedom Technique. Um, and then TFT stands for Thought Field Therapy. And we tried it. We got into it and we just started going through step by step. She also has EFT for abundance for mm -hmm. law of attraction manifestation. Um, I think we got both of her books and we just started going through it. I ended up not needing glasses. I right. went back to 2020 vision. And my eyesight went to single vision and I began wearing the glasses that Jules no longer needed because yeah. they fit my prescription now. So it really did work. I have to you know, insert here, we really applied it strongly. I we mean, went we all really out. <laughs> went all out on it. It wasn't like, oh, maybe I'll try this today and tomorrow, you know, once and whatever. We really went all out. And we're not saying that, you know, if you do EFT, you too could, you know, stop wearing glasses, obviously. We're not saying that it's, it's meant to, you know, heal or anything like that those those touch point you know words but that was our experience and carol look had done a significant amount of testing in order to write this book and there were quite a few people that ended up with less strong eyeglass prescriptions or not needing eyeglasses anymore. well she started it as i recall as a college course and she did it with all of the people in the class to see how it would work out it was a project and what the book actually contained were her, you know, what she would say to these students and then what they were supposed to do for that particular session. And that's how we followed it was we went through one page after another after another going yeah. through and seeing if we could clear different emotions such as anger, fear, guilt, trauma, trauma all kinds of things that. We went through, and I'll tell you, I know I went all the way back to my childhood and just pulled everything that could possibly have those emotions in it, and I went and tapped out every single one of them yep. until they felt like they were cleared. And did you never have to deal with any of those issues ever again? <laughs> I wish I could say that. <laughs> one thing that I do, I just wanted to add this in, is that even if you've feel or um, experience a lot of improvements yes. from EFT, TFT, or Lunatap, uh, a lot of times may have to revisit because certain things, sometimes people bring that back into your field. Sometimes you bring it back into your field yourself. So it's kind of like doing laundry to a certain extent. It may take quite a few years and quite a few rounds to really fully release certain things, especially if they've been in your experience for a very, very yes, long time. Exactly. Those emotions can pop back up by just a little thing said or just a little moment. And that means that you need to really clear it again. So going back into traditional EFT and TFT. So we learned both TFT mm -hmm. and EFT. TFT had a significantly larger number of tapping points that was used. And there's actually acupressure for emotional release that 
uh, can utilize up to the full spectrum of acupressure points, which don't ask me exactly how many acupressure points there are. I want to say it's something like 212. See, I was going to go with 160, but I can't remember for sure. I'll do a, I'll, I'll do a quick search while Jules tells you more about it. Okay. Katie is going to get into that. So I'm just going to get into a little bit of the science behind it, a little bit of the history behind it. So it did start with TFT, which was started by a psychologist named Roger Callahan back in the 80s. And he started merging the principles of traditional Chinese medicine with psychology, which led to thought field therapy or TFT. One of his students under TFT was Gary Craig, who anybody that has heard about EFT before knows is the father of EFT. And what Gary did was he took the principles of TFT and asked himself if it could be simplified even further because the traditional TFT scripting was also more intensive than what EFT ended up doing with it. And so he simplified it and started testing it with his own clients and found that the simplified process worked just as well, if not even better. From Gary Craig's students, we have uh, people like the Ortners, we have Mark Dawson and many others who have continued on with the principles of EFT and have broadened that field quite a bit now. Uh, and honestly, I think Nick Ortner and Jessica Ortner really brought tapping largely into the mainstream with some of their tapping meditations. And they have quite a few books out. I believe they're the ones that are affiliated with the tapping solution is I think their business name. And then as far as some of the science behind tapping, Dr. Dawson Church has done numerous studies and has also broadened out into matrix re-imprinting with the EFT, amongst other things. And one of the studies that he did in 2012 that was considered a landmark study revealed that EFT tapping significantly lowered cortisol levels compared to traditional talk therapy or resting. This underscores the tangible benefits of incorporating tapping into your daily routine. And you can explore more on this with Dr. Peta Stapleton's 2020 replicated study, which confirmed Dawson's original conclusions on right. EFT. There's been a bunch of studies since, and what we have found is that it has a lot of very physical, very, what's the word, tangible results. Oh, definitely. There's a numerous number of results that you can get that are less tangible and less trackable, I suppose, you know, by technical terms. But there's quite a few that can be marked literally, which is its ability to reduce stress levels and lower your cortisol levels, which I believe the statistic was somewhere around 45% of lowering your cortisol in comparison to other, other techniques. It's also been researched to have been used to alleviate symptoms and issues like depression, anxiety, insomnia, PTSD, physical pain, and illness. And there was a study that showed that even after just one tapping session, that people could experience up to a 72% improvement in anxiety symptoms. And it helps an awful lot as well. If you've gotten into trying to reverse limiting beliefs, yes, it's awesome for that. It, a lot of people have used it. There's been studies done for smoking cessation and for weight loss for a lot of things it really has helped i think because you're getting rid of those those strong emotions that really can affect those things so i did do the research 
And I was first had trouble because I was putting meridians like we said. There are There's 14 a, meridians. Yeah. There's 361 acupoints. Oh, I was well, I was closer than you were, but well, I still had 160. I said around 162, so I had the 60 part. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> so give me some credit. So 300, <laughs> 361 points, which would be very difficult to hit all of those in a tapping session. Yes, yes. And yeah, it was a 70% improvement in a large sample that started with a single session and went to a 14-year period. So mm -hmm. over a 14-year period, not only was the anxiety improved on a small scale off the get, but then it had long-term implications over helping with anxiety symptoms long-term. And it does have amazing benefits of lowering your cortisol, which is very directly correlated with stress. It is. And also has a lot of other implications to your health, including weight loss yes. or weight gain rather, and general immune system mm -hmm. strength and things like that. So by, you know, proxy, it helps with improving your immune system and other things like that. Participants in a five-day EFT tapping workshop reported reductions in anxiety by 39%, depression by 46, PTSD by 32, pain by 66, and food cravings by a whopping 80%. That's awesome. And they also reported an increase of happiness by 13%. Exactly. And improved immune system function of 61%. Physiological improvements included a reduced resting heart rate of 8% decrease, decreased cortisol levels of 49%, lower systolic and dystolic blood pressure, heart rate variability improved, suggesting enhanced cardiovascular health. So it has a lot of benefits for your very physical well-being as well as your emotional. Now, what we personally focus on is definitely in the scope of emotional benefit. Exactly. And it helps, you know, when you're doing law of attraction, it can really help you there. It can help you keep, because with law of attraction, you want to keep your emotional level higher yeah you want to be able to stay up there in more of the you know joy and love and even enlightenment when you can get up that high those type vibrations so if you're what you're doing is it you know experiencing a lot of depression or experiencing a lot of down you know time or down feelings you want something that's going to help clear those. And yeah. those feelings, I have seen the studies and I have seen it in my own life. Those feelings can cause all kinds of uh, ailments when the vibrational energy level is so low. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about the true origin that Roger Callahan saw as a potentiality for psychological improvement, which is that the Chinese medicine or five element medicine really takes on board a holistic view of health, which basically, and this is true of many ancient, very, very old medicine and energy healing uh, ideas or principles, is that if you have big T or little t trauma or you have negative memories, or you were, let's say, injured emotionally by yourself or by others, that that injury and that memory of that pain stays in your body. And what science has now proven 
is that your memories are not actually stored in your brain. That was a very old way of thinking, is that your brain holds all of your memories, all of your personality. And what we've actually found is that memory is actually stored across your body, across cells, all the way through your body. It is not located in just one area of your body. And when those cells hold on to something negative, if you think about the water experiments, mm-hmm. right? and I always butcher this poor man's name, because I've heard it so many different ways, but I think it's Mashimoto right. water experiments where he said very happy, nice things to one batch of water, very nasty, negative things to another batch of water and the negative hate, anger, the water would even grow mold, yeah. bacteria. It would turn black. The ice crystals that came from it were disorganized, were all over the place. So if you think about that in terms of water, which we mostly are water, exactly, and those cells holding those memories are mostly water, think about what those negative memories are doing to you on a cellular level. Yes. And so, again, energy healing basics is that a Mm dis-ease is what causes health problems, is those negative emotions, those negative memories, those traumas, if not released, can hold on and can basically damage you on a cellular level. So things like EFT, acupressure, acupuncture, and other types of meridian healing, Reiki, somatic healing, all of the goals of these types of energy healings are to help you release that dis-ease, which I think is why I know is why they are seeing such a huge improvement in uh, pain management right. with a lot of these people and improvement in immune system and improvement on all of these physical levels because you're not, your cells aren't holding on to all of these traumas on a deep level. And again, nobody is saying that this will heal you of all your ailments exactly. and you don't need to go to a doctor anymore. We're not those type of people. Yeah. We're not those type of energy healer supporters. I think if you have cancer, I think a best thing for you to do is merge Western and Eastern medicine and work on yourself on a mindset, energetic level, do an EFT, look into acupuncture, but also take advice from very real, you know, Western doctors. If you need chemo, take chemo but work on all of the systemic things that really brought you to the point of having cancer. Exactly. And I've been there. So, you have. You know, I had uterine cancer. And we took a very holistic approach. We did. We took a holistic approach to it. And I still had the operation and I still had my uterus taken out. I still had the total hysterectomy. Yeah. We're I, big we supporters. We didn't, you know, turn our backs on the medical help that could be given but we did add in an awful lot of holistic practices that really I know made a huge difference I was yeah I was shocked actually not shocked I think I was kind of expecting it but it was an it was a nice surprise because the doctor who actually found the cancer felt that it you know he did a DNC and he felt that the cancer had spread and gone Mm -hmm. into the uterus further and through the outer wall. And so he did not want to do the hysterectomy because he was, he feared that it was beyond his capability and sent me to a specialist, an oncologist, 
uh, gynecological oncologist. Yeah, very specific. Mm -hmm. And one of the best in the country that happened to be, you know, less than an hour away talking about manifestation. And also when they had done the original biopsy, Uh one of the reasons they moved so quickly is that it was found to be level two uterine cancer. And there are only two levels of uterine cancer. Yes. Yes, there, you know, one that's not as invasive and one that's totally invasive. Yeah, basically they were like, oh, well, if there's level two uterine cancer, I believe that's why he was so concerned that his yeah, spread beyond beyond what a hysterectomy would solve. Yes. So I went to, you know, I went to the gynecological oncologist and they got me in immediately for think- the operation. I think start to finish when they found the cancer to when you had the hysterectomy was about a month. If yeah, that. if that. It was very, very quick. And and she was taking all the precautions that she could, and she did the biopsy. And when they did the biopsy, they didn't find any cancer in well, outside of the uterus. Let's back up because I think that's probably confusing for people. What she did is... After the hysterectomy was done, mm-hmm. they biopsy the tissue that was removed right. from the hysterectomy, and they only found level one cancer cells in the biopsy post-hysterectomy. So right. the tissue that they removed, strangely, had no level two cancer cells. Yet it did have level two on the original yes. on the original biopsies that they did during the DNC and yeah. during other testings that yeah. they... And they weren't sure before the hysterectomy whether or not you'd need chemo. Yeah. Because that was one of the reasons that they biopsy the tissues to see, like, how's the spread beyond? Are we going to need to put you through chemotherapy? And when they did the biopsy, they were like, no, you're good. You're fine. So I really do believe that changing the attitude and, and the environment around the situation and the way that I was thinking of the situation and the way I was feeling made a huge difference on the way the body was handling the cancer. Yeah. And I think that's the, I think that's the key of merging principles. And that's why I'm always so uncomfortable when people are like, Oh, this is a cure for, you know, insert ailment, whether it's cancer or ADHD or, you know, asthma or whatever is because, It's saying, oh, believe me, take my word for it and only do this one thing. Right. And I really don't like any situation, which is why we merge very practical business advice with very, you know, more esoteric law of attraction business advice is because I believe that balance is important in all things. I agree. And again, if you'd like to look into more of the physical benefits of EFT, definitely encourage you to do so. The type of EFT, very specifically the type of tapping that we're going to be discussing on this podcast and in the scope of Lunaseco is Lunatap, is what we're calling Lunatap, which basically is similar to what Gary Craig did with Callahan's work. We've taken Craig's work and Callahan's work, and we've distilled what we believe is a more effective, more simplified process, which we call Lunatap. And it's along some similar lines as IEP, which is also a shortened EFT that has been practiced. I believe his name is Steve Burns. He's Australian. I've seen some of his stuff. And in a similar fashion, it is a much shortened or abbreviated script. 
that can very easily be memorized, taken on the road, so to speak. We also use the hand tapping points, which are more from TFT. With EFT, the really the only is the karate chop is really the only hand Handle. one used in traditional EFT. We love the TFT hand points because they're incredibly discreet. Right. So we tap on the inside nail, inside corner of the nail bed. And we do that on all five fingers. The difference with what we do with ours versus IEP, for instance, IEP is just, I think it's, I think it's actually only one statement. I don't even think he has two. I've seen it. I, it's been a, it's I've only been a while since I've looked yeah. into IEP. I cannot remember. It's been a very long exactly. time. I've only seen a little bit of what he's doing over there, but I believe he has only one or two statements, but I think he actually only has one maybe that he is really working with. And I think he only does the hand points as well. And he has a whole process around his IEP that kind of uses some NLP strategies as well. That's very different from what we're doing. But we have mainly two statements that we use as a fill in the blank. We mostly use the hand points. But in addition to that, we've gotten called to other points that hit those five element meridian points of different organs. And in five element Chinese medicine, there's a principle that certain organs hold on to certain emotions or big T, little t trauma. Yes. So if you take a look at all the uh, kind of the emotional, human emotional range, Chinese medicine really breaks those into sections, um, especially in regards to negative emotion, because in the term of medicine, the negative emotions are probably the ones causing medical issues, not the positive ones. So you're going through. And so for certain things, we have additional points that maybe tap into like the liver area or might tap into the lung area or might tap into, you know, more of your gastrointestinal area. And we'll add those in for very specific types of tapping. We also feel very strongly that there's a couple different tapping points that are really great for clearing more ancestral trauma and more ancestral blockages, limiting beliefs, things like that. All that stuff that you get from your parents and their parents' parents and et cetera that can be very difficult to clear because in some cases it's, it's cultural. It is. It is. And it's also something you've heard whether you were aware of what you were hearing or not since pretty much the day you were born, possibly mm-hmm. even in vitro for all we know. It, and if water can take those thoughts or, you know, those yeah. emotional insights and change according to it, then yeah. even in vitro, whatever the mother or whoever's around the mother is saying or what she's feeling has to in some way yeah, affect, get infused. has to affect the child. Yep. It has to. And so that is why I believe sometimes when children are born, they already seem to have fears. They already seem to have mm-hmm. uh, anxiety. It's kind of funny because my brother, when I was <laughs> in my mother's womb, my brother got bit by a dog. I, when I was born, was scared to death of dogs. Even stuffed dogs. Yeah, even stuffed dogs. They could not put a stuffed animal into my crib because I'd start screaming. So the fear, I believe, 
that the fear my mother felt when when my yeah. brother was bit like that was so intense that it even affected me in the womb. And if you think about it from you know, more sciencey perspective, it makes sense in terms of instinct, right? Like you pass instinctual information to yeah. your offspring in the animal world. And we are animals at the end of the day. It makes sense that a lot of that would be what the parent was experiencing prior to and during, during pregnancy or during, you know, procreation. Yeah. Which is strange to think about, but there are so many things that are going on around us and going on within us that as we are growing up, we are not made aware of. And that's what we want to do. Yeah. We want to help bring that awareness up so that those things can be addressed before you try to do something, you know, really changes your life because this will change your life to that extent where all of those wonderful dreams you have have a better chance of coming through. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. We've found that to be very true in our lives. The other bit that we found a little wobbly, perhaps, with traditional EFT is some of the statements are inherently negative, right? Because you're, you're working to clear what you don't want. And then right. you affirm what you do want after is kind of the, the method of EFT. And the issue I found, even though obviously it works to high extent, right. but it doesn't mean it couldn't be improved, is in terms of law of attraction, using I do not want or not, no, don't want that, those type of terms, your subconscious doesn't really process the word don't or no thank you, or don't want that, I don't like this, they don't really process those terms. So, you know, big term in EFT is even though exactly. I blah, 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 even though I feel anxiety around public speaking, right. I completely love and accept myself. Exactly. So what I have found with that, especially working in, in attraction and manifestation, is that's a little bit interesting because your subconscious doesn't really process those. And I imagine they talk about this in hypnosis as well. Yes, they do. Yeah. So, and this is really a very, if you think about it too, with in terms of hypnosis, these are trigger points. They are. For your subconscious, similar to something that would be programmed in with, with the hypnosis. And so this kind of is a very short hypnosis session in some ways mm -hmm. in combination with the meridian therapy. I don't know if I've mentioned, but I am a hypnotherapist and Jules has studied hypnotherapy quite strongly. Yes. And soon we'll have her. Yeah, I will be getting mine as well. Her certification. But yes, hypnotherapy goes into how the subconscious works. Yeah. And quite often on those really deeper, deeper levels, you know, they like to look at it as there's these pluses and minuses. And someone would think that the pluses means all the good things that, you know, you think of and the minuses would be all the bad things, but that's not the way it works. The pluses are all the things that you've made up your mind on. Oh, interesting. That you've decided mm -hmm. are true because of events that have occurred in your life. This is taking you to believe in these pluses, right. which are also maybe events that have happened in other people's lives that they've shared with you. Right. 
And the negatives are those things you don't have any information on yet. Mm. So you don't have any of you those, don't have a belief those strong beliefs on. So you don't have a you know a more uh, a lower level vibration or a higher level vibration too. So that is where the subconscious comes in. It does not sit there and look at this or they do want this. They look at whether they've made up their mind, so to speak, yes. on, an, on a subject. Have you made up your mind on this? Is this something you're trying to pull in? Is this something? Is that your reality? Yep. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Is this the reality? So with that in mind, when we were adapting to a shorter system, things that we kept in mind, one were guidance that we were getting from our guides and from our higher self but also in what we were experiencing with testing this and yeah. we're continuing to test this. And I, I think it will grow and expand. I don't think that these are necessarily the ironclad, you know, statements, but this is what we've been working with at the moment, which is in safety and love, I release, remove and heal. Yes. And then fill in the blank. And the great thing about this is this could be a physical pain. It could be a trauma it could be a limiting belief. It could be a lot of different things. And similar to EFT, you can go through all of those things with different statements. And mm -hmm. we have recommended scripts that will be coming out and releasing on the website and as well as on our social media. But this can fill a lot of holes, fill a lot of gaps. And it's very easy to remember. It's not something that you need a book necessarily of I think it's great to have an idea of like what those scripts would look like still to go through a particular issue particular problem but the best part is that if you feel a discomfort you and this is true for all of EFT or tapping is if you feel a discomfort you don't need to go okay what trauma or what negative memory could I be holding that's causing my knee pain right you don't need to go into that no you don't need to go into that. You only need to realize that there is discomfort, there is disease, and that you are going to release, remove, and heal that dis-ease. From a higher vibration, which yeah. is in love and in safety. So that's already bringing into your body with those words, which helps the healing to progress and we're very big with working with higher self in addition to you know spirit guides mm -hmm. they have all the information you want they've they got full access to your vortex they've got that shit covered and in safety and love is really what you're doing is you're saying from my higher self yes because they are always in safety and love of you yes from my higher self i release remove and heal and then what we do after that is we do an affirmation. So we're doing a release and then we're affirming what we want. So if it's a physical thing with safety and love, I affirm, embrace and claim ease of movement, flexible joints, whatever, you know, if it's a physical thing, better health, easy breathing. And again, we're not saying with safety and love, I affirm, embrace and claim to not feel like shit anymore is not what we're working on. <laughs> No, no, no. Not to have asthma anymore. We're not using knots, don'ts. We are saying, I want to breathe clearly. I want to have flexible joints. I want to feel comfortable walking. I want to X, Y, Z. And if it's something more psychological or something more emotional with safety and love, I affirm, embrace, and claim 
general well-being, a happy mindset, a successful business, easy ease of manifesting abundance, X, Y, Z. And these two really cover a large variety of things. And again, you can also just use these to just do general clearing. You can do the tapping points that we have. We'll be putting up a guide on the website. You can do any of these tapping points just to do what would be called general tapping clearing, which means you don't necessarily have a purpose. You don't necessarily have a quote unquote problem, but you can use those tapping points. You don't even have to be thinking about anything at all. I do it all day yeah. long. <laughs> And it will help just clear your energy. It really you can does. think about clearing the energy and safety and love. I release and remove and heal anything that is not serving me. Real blanket statements. Yeah. Any energy that is not flowing well. Any issue I am having. Any negative vibration that is in my life. You can do really blanket statements. And the best part about the hand taps are the fact that it is very discreet. If you're having anxiety doing public speaking, you can do it, you know, under a table, just, you know, real quick. And you don't need to say these out loud, which is another thing that we've found that IEP is also in, in the vein of and matrix reimprinting also talks about this. You don't need to say these statements out loud. They are equally as effective if you are saying them internally to yourself. Mm-hmm. You do not need to say them out loud. So you can really be thinking, in safety and love, I release, remove, and heal any anxiety I'm having about this public speaking event. And you can be doing that under a table. And if somebody sees you at most at this point, which I imagine a lot of people listening to this already are neurodivergent, it looks like you're stimming, yeah. if anything. And it can really cover a lot of bases. And then what we're going to be developing more guides around are there are points on your hands for all your major organs, yes. your major meridians. So if you're having a specific experience that is very specifically um, triggering or maybe very something very specific you're working on clearing, um, and maybe you've looked at, you know, your Chiron sign and you're working on shadow work and you're working to release some very, you know, deep-seated childhood crap mm-hmm. out of your life, right? You might really want to look at the chart that we'll be putting out so that you can go, okay, I know that this falls under the liver Mm-hmm. And this is the point on my hand for the liver. Right. And we're going to go into that. The other thing that is definitely different um, from anything that I've seen with tapping is the fact that we don't just tap. Right. It's called Luna Tap. There is tapping involved. But what we found is that rubbing mm-hmm. the acupressure point can really, like, you're, you're removing it. You're massaging it out of your body. Right. You're releasing. releasing. Mm-hmm. You're really releasing. And there is a, I don't know, there's a psychological feeling when you're really pulling. It's like you're pulling it out. Well, you know, I do some energy. I've done energy healing. A variety and, of kinds. Yes. And Reiki, and, quantum touch. Oh, gosh, um, so much. Yes. General energy meridian clearing. So many. And in some of it that I do. It is a literal grabbing a hold of what doesn't belong and pulling that energy out. Yep. And that's the way it feels when you're doing the Luna tap pulling on the mm-hmm. on the fingers. And you might even do a rub or a pull and kind of shake it out. Yeah. 
shake it out, shake the energy that you're kind of pulling from your fingertips Mm -hmm. and really pulling it out. And there is, there's a very soothing experience that you have. And I don't know anybody that has done traditional EFT will know that when you really hit, hit the good points, right? You're really oh, like, this is, this is, I'm almost at a zero on this topic. You can feel an overwhelming emotion. You might want to cry. You might want to laugh. There's, there might be a chill that comes over your body as you're releasing it. As you take, oh God, the big exhale and really release. There's something that helps, that helps with the pulling that really brings in that experience and that feeling. For me, it's almost always yawning. Mm -hmm. I, I can feel it leaving my body as a yawn. And so in, sometimes those yawns become very, very big yawns. It feels like it's yeah. coming from, you know, from the ground on up. And it's just trying to release it out of your body. And, I, and that's usually when I'm doing EFT. With doing the Luna tapping, I'm pulling it. It's, I'm, I'm helping it. Yeah. I'm aiding it to leave the body by doing that rubbing and pull. So there isn't as much of the yawn feeling, but mm-hmm. there is a release that's going on. It's still that same yep. energy releasing. And then with the second, with the, af- the affirmation, the affirming statement, you can do a squeeze on the first one. So if you're doing three rounds of, um, of all of this, on that first round on the affirming, you might do a squeeze, really pressing it in. Yeah. And then on two and three, you can do that tap and you can do the tap for either statement, both just the affirm either way. And, you know, we, again, really encourage an intuitive process with this. Yeah. But one of the things that we've found very strongly is that especially on that first round, Mm -hmm. doing that pull or that rub on that release statement can really really help like you said really help it out of yeah, you let it go and maybe you only feel called to do that on the first round mm-hmm. maybe you need to do that on each round on the release statement if you become really intuitive really close to your your higher self or to the guides that you've had along the way you can ask those questions do i yes. need to do it one more time and do it, you know, how, where am I at? Me, I always went with that 10 down to zero. Yep. Am I at a 10 right now? Yikes. Let's explain okay, that let's a little bit. Okay, let's count it on down. Just that if it's at a 10, that means that you're feeling this very strongly throughout your whole body. You're probably tensed up. You're really, you're really feeling whatever it is you need to release. Yeah, you're in the muck. You're in the muck. This is a this is a plus statement in your subconscious. This is something you have made up your mind about. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So as you do each round, you can then check in with your your higher self or your spirit guide, whatever your intuitive nature or is. Or even just go with the first number that pops to your head. Yeah, quite often that's it. Because oftentimes the traditional EFT, at the very beginning of a session with yep. an EFT master or practitioner, they'll say, okay, on this subject, Mm -hmm. zero to 10, where are you? Zero being, it's not affecting me at all. 10 being it's affecting me greatly. This is something I feel very strongly. And so usually you're on the higher end of the spectrum at the beginning. And then after round one, they'll go, okay, now zero to 10, how is this affecting you? And hopefully it's lower, should be lower. And then usually 
you will continue doing that tapping session until you're into the lower numbers, right? Into your under five numbers, right. you know, probably under three. You know, you're ideally at a one or a two, yeah, um, at the end of the session. Exactly. It's kind of like when you go into, you know, if you go to the ER and they ask you what pain level scale. pain are you at, mm -hmm. it's it's on that order. It is very much on that order. And it helps gauge how much improvement you've made. And what I do love about those charts is quite often they also have little faces underneath <laughs> showing what you're what you're feeling. And yeah. I love that because that's what we're going for. Let's change the emotional mm -hmm. attachment to whatever the situation is. And let's bring that from that frowny face. Oh, gosh, yeah, I can't take it. Angry crying right. face. All the way up to a smile. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to do. And if you don't have a clear line of communication with your higher self telepathically. Right. Where you can just talk to them in your head. A huge one that I recommend, especially for beginners, yeah. is muscle testing. And we'll be doing a guide on that as well. Similarly, there's a finger, finger, <laughs> a finger muscle testing where right. you create two circles. You put those circles entwined and then you pull. If it's something that is good for you, beneficial, if it's a yes, you won't be able to pull your fingers apart. If it's a no, they slip through. Right. Um, and it's very clearly, it's very easy to ground or train this muscle testing and you can do it for anything. Should I eat this food? Yes or no. Should I take the supplement? Yes or no. And it's a really good tool for beginners that haven't really kind of gotten mm -hmm. that clear line of communication or haven't been able to really decipher that intuitive voice internally. Right. Um, another tool is using a pendulum for yes and no. But the great thing about muscle testing is you always have your muscles with you. You might right. not always have a pendulum. Another one that's used um, is, when you're standing, ask the question. Mm. And if you start to go forward, you know, if your body starts to pull forward, it's a yes. And if your body starts to pull head backwards, yep. then it's a no. Yep. And you'll feel yourself enough that you stop yourself before you're going to fall. So don't worry about that. But you do, you start to feel a little pull forward or pull backward. It's still the same as the muscle testing. Yeah, it is. It is a type of muscle test. Yes. Yep. And so we'll be doing a guide of getting started with Lunatap as well. And we'll have, we'll probably put out some of the longer EFT scripts if that's something you're called to. You can do them with the traditional EFT tapping, but you can also do traditional EFT scripts just using the hand points, right? Uh, the fingertip points, because I really do feel like that is the most convenient. Because if you have seen people doing traditional EFT, there's one at the top of the head, there's the corner of the eye, there's above the lip, below the lip, there's under the arm, there's the collarbone, and then there's the karate chop and, are the main ones yeah. that are used. And it, you look like an insane person <laughs> doing yeah, if you do it in public. Yeah. You look like you're auditioning for a circus or having a schizophrenic break. And, you know, and it doesn't work well when you're in the car. I, no. I've had those situations where I was in the car and somebody did something that really, really stressed me and I needed to calm down to drive. And I'm like, I can't really do the EFT points easily here. Yeah. You know? 
So the hand points are really convenient. And again, you can do your traditional EFT if that's something more comfortable for you, but we're going to be really focusing on Lunatap. And like I said, we're in the process of developing this. We might change the wording a little bit. We might change some of the points we're using a little bit or expand on them for some more specific use case. Yeah. But this is pretty much where we've discovered after, again, almost 16 years of doing EFT that the really lengthy process isn't necessarily the better process because right. sometimes the simplified, easy, take it with you is the process that is stronger or works better. And I definitely think in the terms of we're always talking about the path of least resistance uh, and we'll, you'll hear us talk about that constantly. And to me, the path of least resistance is a short statement that you can memorize, you know, five hand points that you can memorize that are right. really easy that you can do anywhere, any place. And shouldn't need someone to instruct you every step of the way. Exactly. Exactly. And then what, again, a little bit changed from the traditional EFT is we will close out our Lunatap session with the last statement, but it doesn't necessarily need to be on each thing that we're tapping. Right. So we'll do those two statements on anything we're tapping. And then at the end of the session, whether we're doing one thing or, or 10, we will on the last statement, and again, I would do this three times and do a squeeze on the first one, tap or squeeze on the other two. Last statement, I am safe. I am loved. I love myself as I am. I am only attached to what benefits me. I release and remove all attachments that do not serve me. So you can kind of close out with I'm safe. I'm okay. I'm good, and in case I missed anything at all, I release and remove all attachments to anything that does not serve me. It kind of reminds me of that line of, you know, that you hear more often now of I'm good enough, yeah. meaning, you know, that I'm good enough for anything. I'm good enough yeah. for having my dreams come true. I'm good enough for feeling well. I'm good enough for all of this. And I think that that's basically what we're saying. At the end, you're really saying, I'm good. I'm doing good. And if love is a little bit strong of a word that right. you don't feel alignment to, you could say, you are loved by someone. You are safe. Mm -hmm. And if I love myself as I am is a little bit tricky, you could say, I'm good as I am. Yeah. I'm good. I'm okay. I, you know, the way I'm looking at it, it has changed over time. But... I've gotten to know or have a close relationship with my higher self. And so now it's easier for me to say those things of I am speaking, loved yeah. or I am, you know, what exactly. kind of person I am because she is me. Exactly. She's my higher self and she's perfect in every way. And she loves me no matter what I do. Yeah. She has the purest love for me. And that might be a good mental shift for you as well. If the love myself is, is a little bit of exactly. a struggle is that your higher self loves herself mm -hmm. and she is you and you are her. Exactly. And I'm using she, her pronouns because we use she, her pronouns, but obviously whatever fill pronouns in, you use, fill in yeah. whatever pronoun you want. <laughs> if I had my way, we would do away with gendered pronouns altogether. I agree. I think they're stupid. Yeah. I don't think that there, it is stupid if you feel validated or happy by being gendered as you desire. I right. think that that is a great thing. And I right. think it should be something that we strive to give people. But no newborn knows. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I think that really what 
people that are experiencing a gender euphoria when they are properly gendered is more a validation of they are seen and they are being appreciated for who and what they feel they are. Right. Um, regardless of how they were born. And I wish we could give that to everyone regardless. And yeah, I just think that having gendered pronouns really only started because we wanted to other certain people and wanted to treat one group differently than another group. Because really what that seems to be is like, oh, should I treat you better or worse? Exactly, exactly. (laughs) In this given circumstance, should I treat you better or worse? Do do I treat you as if you can handle taking care of yourself? Or do I treat you as if you have absolutely no idea how to take care of anything? (laughs) Just neither here nor there. But we are very in support if you are, you know, have an attachment to a certain gender. We will do our best to gender you in that manner. We are fine with she, her, they, them. Mm-hmm. You could call us he, him, wouldn't bother us Wouldn't bother me. Wouldn't, I'd, yeah, I don't care. Wouldn't really, wouldn't really feel one way or the other about it. No. We're, we're, we're kind of, you know, what do it, you call there it? Is, the words that, there is actually a term for, for it because I remember going, well, if it weren't so much work, they then would probably make me happier, but it doesn't give me a, a euphoria right. being called they, them. So it's not something I'm going to really spend time trying to course correct. Um, but it's actually called apogender. And it means that you don't have attachment to gendering one way or the other. Um, But I always like to clarify, it means I don't care about gender in terms of myself. It does not mean that I don't respect and validate other people's gender identity or feelings about gendering. It's just that for me personally, couldn't care one way. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But to Um, get back to, you know, your, your higher self loves you. Yeah. And It has helped me in other ways, and I just wanted to mention them because maybe they'll help you, is being able to get to that point, and I feel it so strongly right now, it's hard for me to say, but it gets me where I can love me. I can love, because I... I know that my higher self, who I like to call Sarah. We encourage you to name your higher self. It's, it, it makes it easier when you're talking to to them in your, <laughs> in your thoughts. Yep. But Sarah, I know, is beautiful. And I would never, ever call her names. I would yeah. never call her nasty names. I would never say, oh, you're so fat or you're so ugly or you're so, you know, useless or you're so whatever. And so... By talking to my higher self, getting to know my higher self, I am able to now see myself in a whole different light. I'm able to look at myself and say, Sarah's beautiful. And if Sarah's beautiful, I'm beautiful. Yeah. And if Sarah's more than enough, I'm more than enough. It makes a huge change on how I've looked at me. And I hope that that's a little tidbit that'll help you look at yourself differently and I think it goes to identity level change yeah which is something we'll also talk a little bit about because identity level changes especially in mindset or in decision making it's those identity level changes that can really make massive changes in your life experience because you're not just changing an aspect of how you act or behave you are changing literally every aspect of what you do and how you do it because at an identity level you are deciding to be a different person yes yes yeah and I think part of that definitely falls into alignment that if you're working on identity level change aligning that identity 
to how your higher self sees you. Yeah. How source sees you, how your guardian angels see you, how your spirit guides see you. If you can make identity level changes like that, that's when you're going to really start seeing miracles. It is. And you won't hear me say a lot of outlandish clickbaity, like this will change your life forever statements. Because a lot of times the, the change your life happens in incremental change. You yeah. can have, you can experience large shifts. You can experience really awesome stuff coming into your life. But I think the change your life thing is it is an overall. And only you can change it. And only you can change it. So I will probably be very limiting on how often we use certain terms like that. And we have to do certain things for the algorithm, you know, deities to, to push our stuff. But really you can find yourself seeing miracles when you're changing at an identity level. And we're going to be talking more about that. We're going to be talking more about a lot of attraction. And what I'm going to try to do is bring Lunatap into that, when we're talking about specific limiting beliefs, when we're talking about specific identity level changes, because again, when you're doing really core work on yourself, there are things that you need to release and let go of, including expectations of who you are and what you thought you wanted. (laughs) Um, You're gonna have to release a lot of expectations and release a lot of what you thought would happen for something better to happen. So there's going to be a lot of releasing involved and there's going to be a lot of affirming involved. Yes. So I'm going to work really hard on bringing Lunatap scripts that kind of mimic and um, are aligned with what we're talking about on the podcast so that you can use that as a tool to make these changes in your own life. Yeah. Because we've seen just how crazy of an improve, excuse me, we've seen just how crazy of an improvement EFT, TFT, Lunatap can bring in a very short amount of time. (laughs) And what I have also seen and witnessed is a lot of times beginners to these things, especially when Mm -hmm. they take it on board with vim and vigor like we did, can see insane results in a very short window, very short window. Now, the trick is keeping with it once you know about it. Right. Because a lot of times that really big change then goes to smaller incremental changes. And then those smaller incremental changes aren't quite as sexy as that really big one at the start. And then it falls (laughs) off and then your life kind of crumbles a little bit. And then you go, Oh, I should really fix this. And then you come back to it and you see a really big change and this is really cool. And then the little incremental changes. So it's something that I, if I could go back, but obviously everything worked out the way it was supposed to. But if I could go back and say, Hey bitch, like why did you stop doing that thing? Right. It fucking worked. Exactly. It would continue to work if you continued to do it real crazy how that works. (laughs) We've Uh, said that to ourselves how many times? (laughs) Exactly. And how many times like our lives have kind of crumbled and fallen apart because we weren't doing the things that we knew to do. Yeah. And then it took a, a lot to get back to where we wanted to be. So, you know, don't drop off with the incremental. If you can really keep with it, these tools that we are presenting to you as simplified and as cleanly as possible. We are really working on being purveyors of minimalistic success in relationship in relation to, you know, law of attraction and these things. It's about the path of least resistance. If you can find a simple tool that gives you path of least resistance, go with a simple tool. Right. Exactly. 
I do think that getting to know your higher self helps you stay on track a little better. It does. Yeah. I know it's helped me a lot more knowing that I, it's almost as if now I have someone to really, you know, back me up on things and, and, and to also call attention to when I'm not doing the things, you know, it's kind of like, you know, being held accountable <laughs> and well, it really feels good. It does. And there's also the aspect that you, you've talked about a little bit is that when you realize that you are really yeah. hurting your higher self when you aren't doing things for your highest good. That's true. That your higher self really wants the best for you. So when you're doing things that are not beneficial to you, your higher self is, is really in pain over the decisions you're making versus yeah. the decisions you could be making. And I think there is that thing of even though that your higher self is you, you are your higher self, there's this thing of you do not want to cause that being no. pain. Yeah by your choices that you're making. She stood by me all these years and, yeah. and probably many, many lifetimes. And I don't want to be, I would never want to hurt her. Yeah. And I've done it many times yeah. when I start to think about it. So, yeah. but the funny thing is I didn't realize this, but I think it's really cool is that when you do reach those goals that you're after, when you do get that business where you want it to be, whatever that is, that goal is, when you do those things, yeah. you're helping your higher self to expand. And they want to expand. They want to, they want to grow. They yeah. want to have greater experiences. They want to have that wider knowledge. And you're helping them in doing that as they're helping you fulfill those, those dreams. Yeah. So it really is a simpatico, you know, relationship and it makes a huge difference. At least in my mind, in my emotions, it's made a gigantic difference in how I'm looking at myself. Yeah. And I think that helps a lot. It does. And we'll be talking more about those things and many yes. more. The first couple of episodes of Luna C Coach Hats, we're going to be focusing on, like 101 elements. So like we just did with this, with EFT tapping and Lunatap, just giving you the basics as we understand it so that you have a foundational understanding as we talk about some deeper topics and some deeper tools and things like that so that you understand kind of the, the gist of where we're coming from. So we're going to be doing some 101. I think we'll probably do one on Oracle cards and cardomancy as well. And we'll pepper 101 throughout the podcast later on but these are topics that we will be talking a lot about yeah. lunatap is a tool that i really feel like could be used for pretty much any aspect that you're struggling with in relation to manifesting a better business leading a soul-led you know entrepreneurship or soul-led business so we're going to be talking about that a lot as well as law of attraction so we're going to give you a real good base understanding of those things before we start dipping our toes in some more complex ideas um, that we're playing with. Sounds good. All right. We will see you back here again for episode three very shortly. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Luna Seco Coffee Chat. We hope you enjoyed sipping on some soulful business wisdom. If you're loving what you hear, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a frothy review on your favorite podcast platform. Stay connected with us by following at Luna Seco Design, which is at 
L-U-N-A-C-C-O design on Instagram. And feel free to slide into our DMs with your burning questions and topic requests. Remember, your entrepreneurial journey is uniquely yours. And we're here to be your guides in the world of soul-led success. Until next time, brew your dreams, sip your goals, and may your cup runneth over with abundance. Cheers to your cosmic success, dear listeners.